This is Joshua Bell with The Kilt and the Cloth. I have in my office today Ron and Nancy Frazier as we begin our series on high school sweethearts and as we interview couples that have been married together for very successfully for a while. And I'm just going to ask them a, some questions and we're going to have a conversation. So, uh, Ron and Nancy, I want to say thank you for being here. And I, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, so, what everyone wants to know all the time when we talk about high school sweethearts is, how did the two of you meet? There were a half a dozen of us that ran around together during high school. Uh, there was a girl that I dated, one of the other guys dated, and she married the third one. <laughs> Nancy was going steady with the other boy in the group. So the six of us were together quite a bit, and I began to know Nancy while we were each dating other people. Okay. He was dating my boyfriend's sister. Oh, got it. <laughs> got it. So, uh, so you you knew right away, or did it take some time to to know that you all were going to date? Or how, how old were you first? That's another one. Seventeen and eighteen. Yeah. So you're juniors and seniors in high school. She was a senior. I had graduated. Yeah. Got it. And I guess what I came to notice over time is. We spent time together talking while we were each dating other people. And I came to realize that I enjoyed my time talking with her more than my time with any of the girls I dated. That's awesome. In fact, one of the, my other classmates, Don, asked me as a, when I was kind of between girlfriends, says, well, what are you looking for in a girlfriend? I said, I want somebody just like Nancy. That's awesome. So when you all would talk, how, how did that work? Did you... did? I mean, because we didn't have cell phones or text messages, no. you know. I sat on my mom's washing machine where I could look out the window and I'd watch for him to come. You just hang out on the front porch and just talk? Yeah. 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 Just... Back then we rode around. We'd just ride around and talk. That's awesome. I, I ask that because, you know, a lot of folks today really don't understand how that works. Yeah. A lot of, you know, all the couples meet online or they talk yeah. that way and just to sit and talk. To go right around, even. Yeah. A lot of people meet others and then try to become friends. And we started out as best friends before we ever dated. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. That's that's kind of awesome. And so so then how did you know that you both wanted to spend the rest of your life together? I mean, it's different to say that, you know, I want to date somebody just like her because she's my best friend. But how did you know that you guys wanted to get married? I just knew. <laughs> It, it didn't take us long. We dated for two months. We were engaged for a month, and then we were married. Oh, my goodness. So that was even a short yeah. short engagement. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we went out the Saturday before Thanksgiving and got married February 25th. Oh, my goodness. That's, so, that's amazing. Both of our parents had to go sign for us so we could get married because we weren't old enough. <laughs> but we had figured out we were going to go elope if they weren't going to sign for us. We, had, we knew where we could go to elope. We had it all planned out. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Now, I had always known that you all, I knew that you had to have your parents sign. I didn't know that yeah. you did well, too. Oklahoma, at the time, girl had to be 18, boy had to be 21. Oh, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a, oh. Yeah. oh, so that was, that was really unique even at that time. Yeah. And not a lot of folks were doing that either. Well, you know, so it sounds like you all had a lot of fun together. Like it's, it's a, uh, so I'm curious because when I talk to young couples, uh, you know, the goal of this kind of podcast is to 
as I'm working with premarital counseling, um, I specifically want them to know how to celebrate the good times together. Like what were some of the things that you all remember? Marker moments, and that's the way you celebrated. Well, we've had good times since we first got married. We lived in a little two-bedroom house in the country, and we didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. So my brother and I went out to Prairie Lake before and after work every day to catch flathead. And we ate flathead two, sometimes three times a day. Flathead catfish and macaroni and cheese Mm -hmm. was the staples, but it was it was good. Yeah, I mean we'd sit in the on the in the middle of the bed and play canasta because we didn't have a lot of friends. Once we got married, we were we were friends. We didn't have couples we ran around with at that time when we first got married. Yeah, none of our friends were married, and it just it wasn't the same being with the single people after we were married. Yeah, uh, things are different. Yeah. Priorities are different at that yeah. point. So so we were friends. We stuck together. I did. I never went on trips without him. You know, I think I'd been on one vacation without him, and that was when Sally took me to Colorado with the kids. Yeah. And that was it, pretty much. So, so would you say that maybe part of what makes it good times for you is, for the two of you, is, is the, the time that you spent together. Like that was... The time that you have together was the good times. Yeah. And yeah, and and even when the kids were getting older and you know, we were dairy farmers. He worked at Ditch Witch, we worked hard all the time. Mm-hmm. And the kids were getting older and I decided we needed something to do because we were gonna have an empty nest. So I tell him, I said, We're gonna I'm gonna go take lessons, dance lessons. And he really didn't care yeah, for the idea. With you or without you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I knew he'd follow no matter where I went. So right, it's right. like, you know, we, we took country dance lessons. That would have been in the early 80s. And prior to the COVID nonsense, we were still dancing on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking forward to doing that again. Yeah. So now we're playing pickleball because it's something we can do together. You know, I play golf with some other ladies in the morning. Right. Because he's not really a big golfer. He would I, I play. Feel his if, pain. He would. He would play golf with me. He has golfed with me before, and I think if I didn't have anyone to golf with, he would go golf with me. But, um, and you did for a long time. Yeah. You did when I was sick. Whenever it, sometimes he might be driving the golf cart and reading a book, but. Well, at work there was a awful lot of stress, and frankly, to me, playing golf was stressful. So, I wanted to avoid the stress part. Yeah, I can I can understand that. And what I'm what I'm hearing is is that uh, being together was stress relief for sure. you. Yeah. Yeah. Like so that's so you, not only was were each other best friends, but you also uh, found ways of relieving that t- tension of the world by being in, in, with each other. However that worked. And then whenever our kids came, we always had another couple that, it was Nancy and David Zavodny for years and years. Mm -hmm. We'd get together with them because we didn't have any money. We'd go out there and play cards. The Mm -hmm. kids would all play together. So, you know, we've always had one or two close couples that we could get together with. We could eat eat and play games. and. We we have lots of friends, but we have one couple that we consider close friends. At a time, yeah. yeah, throughout history, yeah, yeah, that, that's 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 one of the things that I always 
I always find with couples that I'm working with is, is that there's this idea when you're single that you hang out with all these people and then when they get married it's like that all stops where it changes the and then then the golden I always try to guide them in this discussion is to find a couple that they can be themselves with mm-hmm. and and that they they don't have to pretend like you know because we do that we we just you know your kids are going to do one thing or even if you don't have kids you you always put on some sort of different personality with somebody else but um so so while while i'm recognizing that the two of you experience good times together there's just nothing we can do to avoid the bad times you know and that that could be all kinds of things it could be uh, a death of a family member it could be financial hardships it could be things that nature and that's usually where the stress happens in a relationship you know um, as I work with most couples eight out of ten usually get divorced for financial reasons yeah. right that's that's the biggest thing but I'm, I'm just curious because so now how long were you how, how long have you been married now 48 years 48 years so in 48 years you know you've had to have a few times that were a little tense how did you guys work through those things? Well, the biggest thing that I can recall was about 25 to 30 years ago, Nancy had debilitating disease and frankly, weren't sure she was going to live another five years. And we were struggling to find some kind of solution to the disease and went through several doctors before we found a treatment that by all appearances has worked. Yeah, and it of course wasn't anything insurance would pay for. So we had to come up with money to pay for these alternative treatments. Mm-hmm. But if it hadn't been for alternative doctors, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. But that was a very stressful time because we didn't know what it was. And I guess it's just being there for each other. Yeah. You know, we agreed for better or worse, richer or poorer, and sickness and health, and we've gone through the sickness part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to work together. I mean, I'm you're always going to have little fights that's just that's just this happens you're human yeah there's and, things you're not going to agree with and you just you have to get over it and just let it go you know how do, how do you guys how do you recognize that you because you can feel it right like you know there's the thing that's going to happen and it's going to be super frustrating and but well, as we've gotten older we'll try to remember things that have happened in the past. Well, he sees it one way and I see it a totally different way. Yeah. And then he wants to argue till I realize that, yes, he's right. And it's like, now I'm to the point where, you know, we're both human, it's okay if we disagree. I remember it one way, you remember it another way. That's fine. And then I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what people like to know. Like that's, I, I, uh, I always talk about this with people, especially on couples like, Oh, you, you guys can't argue because, you know, you're a preacher. I'm like, uh, no, my wife and I have two different vernaculars. The one that everybody sees and then the one that's behind yeah. the closed doors, you know. And yeah. we, we talk differently. It does. You put fronts on when you're around other people. You do. You do. And you and uh, I loved how you said that, like that, that we both have, we might have differences of opinion, but at the same time, like we talked about Sunday, like I, I value the relationship more than the argument. It's yeah. like it's not. That's not the focus. It's not worth the argument. Either. Yeah. You know, it's not what never it's about. Never. Never, yeah, see, I love that too, Ron. It's like, it's never, it, we never, it never was. Mm-hmm. But we don't think about that until hindsight. Like, it's always, we don't even know why we were fighting about that in the first place. Yeah. yeah. 
So like that, that's uh, that, that kind of goes along with some of the questions that people have been asking me, like, so how, how do you work through your toughest agreement? Like how, or disagreement? How do you, how do you find yourselves getting in that moment and then going, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to listen, but then I'm going to walk away. I, I think a lot of couples struggle with that part, like the beginning and when I say walk away, I don't leave the house. Oh, thank you for saying that, because you know that, that would have been. A... I'm not walking away to where I'm leaving and going somewhere else. Yeah. I might go in the other room. So, just out of curiosity, because again, I know couples would ask me this. So, so why not? Because I know a lot of people when they get mad, they walk away. When we were going through premarital counseling. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> with Reverend Michael Broyles, who was the interim minister here at the time. He had talked, we had asked him if he could marry us, being a, an associate minister, and he said, well, I've never done a marriage, I've, I've done funerals. Right, right. So he talked to some older ministers that he knew, and one of the pieces of advice he came back to us with is when you have arguments, and you definitely will, don't leave the house. Oh, nice. And I think the reasoning behind that is you leave the house, you're going to go find some place with somebody you know that's going to take your side of whatever the argument is, and they're not going to have your interest of your marriage at heart. So I and think that causes problems. Stay in the house till you can talk and talk it out, ever how long it takes. And Even if you have to lock yourself in the bathroom, you just don't leave. Well, I, I, I mean, I think that's great advice. I mean, I think that's something that my grandma used to say something different in the sense of like, uh, just don't ever go to bed angry. Yeah. Like if you, and you want to leave. You, you're not going to stay up all night long talking about it, right. but to never go to bed angry because that fight will always be there when you wake up. Right. You know, it and just festers. It just festers. You just think about it, and, and it I agree. Like this, like if you if you leave the house, it's festering, and you're not working it with the person that you need to be working right. it with. Yeah, that's, right. I like that idea. That's that gives me something to think about when I talk about it with other couples because mm-hmm. I hadn't I hadn't thought about it in that way before. Um, so you know, every couple has these moments we all are individuals um and we have little things that we do uh i know ron you came from a big family i know nancy your family wasn't as big as ron's and so we have these things that we grow up with that are our things i like to call them our independent quirks like the things that we we do uh that we have to learn how to deal with when we move in together um I came from a fairly sizable family, but I was kind of independent. I was the the fifth child, and by then the parents were kind of like, do whatever you want, you know. <laughs> and back then we could, you know, because right. it was safe. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so I could take my dog and rifle and a fishing pole and go down the creek, and they were happy, I was happy. And so I grew up being alone with myself quite a bit of the time. Oh, Okay. So when you when you guys got married, then it wasn't as much of a shift for you, like how we roll up the toilet paper or no. how we squeeze toothpaste or those types of no. weird things. No, I, I know but, that sounds but, funny. But the toothpaste now. We have a solution. I we have, have a solution. I have oh. my toothpaste. He has his toothpaste. Oh, that's funny. When my tube gets low, I give it to him and he gives me a new tube. <laughs> and I finish off the last of her almost empty tube. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's never funny. have a problem. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's brilliant way it's of compromising. I put it on the counter, and the new one shows up. That's amazing. It's great. Well, see, that was a compromise. You guys were serving one another, and it made it easy. That, that's uh, 
when I when I the reason I ask that question is is so many couples when they first get when they first move in together, that's the first thing they say to me is it's like, I mean, everybody knows that you put the toilet paper roll with the paper on top, not on the bottom, and then yeah. and then they they have this huge argument at the at the very first time, uh, and it starts off with something small like that. That's why. I when was we were first up. married, we had cats. Oh. So if you put the paper dispensing off the top, the cats will unroll it. Yes, they will. So if you've got cats, you've got to put it on the other way. After you get rid of cats, then it's no big issue. It is wonderful. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so that's that's why I bring that up. That's uh, So as as we kind of come to that point when we're, we're kind of winding this conversation down, I, I know that when I'm working with couples, I, I find myself trying not to tell them what I did right. I don't know why. I think that I think the couples need to hear sometimes what we did wrong so that they can learn from those moments. And maybe not that I'm the model, but maybe I'm an example that they could pull from. Like that so if you were to think about a young couple today that met in the extremely abnormal, extenuating circumstances that you two found yourselves in? Because I didn't ask you that question. Was the fact that you two got married as young as you did uh, and, and met and as fast as you did, was was that abnormal with your friends and people that you hung out with? Or did everybody do that back then? That was pretty unusual. Yeah. Typically, if a girl got married in high school, it's because she was pregnant. Yeah, that, that's I. That's and I was what a I senior grew. in high school, and that's what most people thought about us. And it's like, no. And know. a year and a half later, when our son was born, we're still people counting it up on our fingers, counting up, counting the months. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and he went to college, but he just went one semester because we wanted to get married, and he didn't think that he could go to college and we could be married. So he went to work at Ditchwood. So I made that choice, and. Worked at Ditchwood for about two years, and we we didn't have any money, but we were saving a lot. And I reached a point where I thought, man, if I can't afford to go now, I'll never be able to. Mm-hmm. Well, I couldn't, but I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> so well, and we got the job and went back to college. And Yeah. He was mounting work. tires. He decided that he could not mount tires the rest of his life. No. He is too smart. But while we were going to college, I worked in steakhouses. She worked at Mercury Marine. We just did whatever it took to get yeah. pay, bills paid. and. Borrowed money during school year, hauled hay during the summer, and paid it back. Yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff that couples, I, I really want them to hear. Like, that, it, it was, everybody thinks that they should have everything when they first begin. You know, like, it, yeah, it, it takes time to build yeah. these things. We didn't have anything when we first got married. Yeah. We just figured if, if he could make it, I mean, we could make it together. It just, was just the Frankly, being with each other was more important to me than stuff. Uh, see now that's the part I think is beautiful because yeah, we didn't have stuff no and it, and that stuff didn't really come until probably later on in life anyway now we've got too much stuff exactly <laughs> and we find ourselves trying yeah. to get rid of this stuff yeah. but I think sometimes the world's changed from when we got married the kids nowadays I think have more when they get married mm-hmm. they don't know what it was like to live back then when we caught fish to eat mm-hmm you know, it, it was different. We had to cling to each other because that's what we had. Mm-hmm. And I think it's different now. It is. It, it, and it was, it was still a little bit different than even when, when Carmen and I got married. We, I mean, we, we had to work hard to stay married. And then we had to work hard to, to survive. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm not saying that most couples that get married today have everything ready and handed to them, but no. it's it's a little bit different focus. Yeah. Like it's not that marriage is a is an accessory, but sometimes I think couples go into it in a little bit weird circumstances. Yeah. So, so like if you were to give any advice, like if you were to if you were seeing a young couple that met in the extenuating circumstances like the two of you did and they were young or even I don't I don't even think it really matters what age they are. What would be the the piece of advice that each of you might give for the couple just starting out? I guess if you're talking about relationship advice, it's really the same for somebody that you're dating versus anybody else you interact with. You're going to have things about that person that you don't like and things about that person that you do like. And if you focus on the things that you don't like, eventually you're going to find you don't like that person. And if you focus on the things that you do like and kind of let the things you don't like go, you'll find yourself liking that person more and more over time. Mm. Mm. So I don't focus on the things that she does that bother me because I, just, I let them go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's harder than others. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But there's nothing that that she does that would affect me to the point to where I wouldn't want to be married to her. Right. What about you, Nancy, if you were going to give advice for anybody? I think you need to be good friends to start with. Mm-hmm. Best friends. Best friends. Yes, best friends. I think that's important. That's Because 48 years later, there's still nobody I would rather be with than Nancy. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. That's yeah. That's why I wanted this, to meet with you two because, uh, again, relationships have lasted as long as yours has and, and the way that you all started, they're abnormal. You know, and it's not not that, that that you are abnormal, but the relationship, the fact that you you are able to uh, ride the tide without having to be sunk. You yeah, because there were ups and downs all yeah. through that. There just is. Yeah, it's, it's just life. And, I, and I know there were disagreements over time, but I can't recall any big ones. Nothing knock down, drag out. I'm leaving you. That kind of thing. I just don't remember anything like that. No. We had little disagreements, but no. Nothing we couldn't overcome. I think that's something else I'm taking from the conversation that the three of us are having is just the fact that that there's not a single disagreement that we can't walk through or work through it. Right. And I love that from this conversation, too. Compromise is important. Compromise is extremely important, yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you both for participating in this experiment with me, and, and uh, I appreciate the time that you, you've shared with me. Is Anything else that you want to say to anybody listening about their nope. couples or anything? Well, well, thank you very much. All right, you're welcome.